The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have another great show. Um, we don't have a former NBA player legislator as a guest today. Um, started the NBA season last night, so be great things. It was three great games, so we're gonna get his intake of what he thinks of, you know, the games that was played and what's the upcoming season gonna look like, you know. So we're gonna start off on Reggie there. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. How you doing today, Red? I'm fantastic. I'm fine, fantastic, and looking forward to being better. Let's get that. You know. Well, Rez, before we get started to the big game, I want to start off with the Lakers and the Clippers. You know, there was no Kobe. Um, first, the question is, is um, do you think Kobe going to come back? And if he does, will he still be the same Kobe? Well, you know, uh, I watched a little bit of the game yesterday, and they drew comparisons with um, Dominique Wilkins, who did the same type of injury in the early 90s. And uh, he ended up coming back and putting up better numbers, actually. But I think... Uh, it's a little bit of comparing apples and ages because there's an age difference and a uh, and a level of, of talent difference on on on, on uh, both respective teams. I think Kobe will come back. Uh, will he be the same Black Mamba? I don't know. Time will tell, but uh, we'll soon see. Hey, Red, I know um, Kobe had an injury before in the injury, and he went over to I think France and got this special treatment. Isn't it harder to come back from any as you keep getting older? I mean, to play, like you said, like you can play as a black mama, but, I mean, you see a player, player getting older and older, and they keep coming up with more and more injuries. Is it harder to, like, kind of stop these injuries, and you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's no uh, no one that has defeated Father Time yet. Nobody. Uh, the one advantage that Kobe and a lot of the players in this genre have, though, is these guys practically have doctors that travel with them all over the place. So they're able to, to, to get immediate attention and, uh, have the resources to, to get the best in what's offered in today's medical advances. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't, that wasn't, uh, in, in the realm of what, what, what could happen. Rich, how much, I mean, you know, we, we talk about COVID because, you know, it's kind of like he thought this was going to be his last season before he got hurt. Is it where when a player got to say enough is enough, you're going to either be hurting the team or hurting your body or, or was this a player just his pride? You know, I mean, like Kobe, you look at how you got, what, 18 years in, you did, you know, five championships. Shouldn't it be like, what's, what's enough for a player? 
Well, I don't know because I think as athletes, especially if you make it to that professional level, your body gets trained to compete. And even though part of your brain the, the, is telling you that you're getting older, these guys are, you know, they're, they're 10 years younger than you. They're 11 years younger than you. They're 12 years younger than you. And before you know it, some of these guys are, you know, 15 years younger than you. It is difficult to change uh, the habits of somebody that has been conditionally, that has been conditionalized to always be a competitor, to always dig deeper. Uh, it's, it's, it's very hard to turn that off. Very hard. You know, you said something. I don't want to change it from Kobe, but um, you said it's different from the guys, and it's kind of like everybody keep comparing Jordan to LeBron. If they play one on one today, is it a game different from when, like, I mean, back like in Kobe, the first two years and the guys that's playing now? Reggie? Well, um, it's, 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 it's been a gradual scale of less physical. If you look back at the games back in the 70s, um, man, guys were out there. Uh, they, they weren't as toned to body, but it was much more physical. The 80s, remember the Detroit Bad Boys that basically just beat you up. Even the Boston Celtics. I mean, it was a very physical game. Uh, there was a number of years when the scores went down a little bit, and also the, 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 the ratings mirrored that. So what the commissioner did uh, was they kind of refreshed the, the rules as far as what is and what is not a foul, as well as the illegal defenses and whatnot that you see so often in today's games. And what that did was allow more points to be scored on the board, which makes for a more exciting game. So uh, guys can't hand check or do some of the physical things that they used to 10, 20, 30 years in the past. So, you know, the game that Jordan played in the 90s is, is, is far different than the game that's played right now because of the lack of physicality. Let's, let's, let's take it a little bit further. Let's go about when you play. What in the game do you see different uh, that, you you know, when you watch the game, that when you was actually playing a game? Give us, like, one or two things you see different. I know you said the speed, but, I mean, you've been on the court and you've seen how these different guys are and you play with a against a Jordan and all this. What do you see different that you see like LeBron if you were playing with Jordan? Uh, gosh, man, it's just uh, there, there are differences in that. It, it, you, know, you know one of the things, that, and this might be silly, but the other day I was watching the game. That might have been last night. Some of these days escaped me. And have you noticed that all the commercials with – LeBron and Dwayne and all these guys are very family-oriented. It right. shows them doing push-ups with his kids and, and trying to make him a likable commodity uh, to, to the consumer. Compare that to the commercials with Charles Barkley where I am not a role model or Michael Jordan where everybody just wanted to be like Mike. Right. That is a big difference if you look at that. Uh, you know, it, 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 to me, it's, it's from a media standpoint of, uh, okay, we're, we're starting to make a little money. Let's make a lot of money by opening up and making this guy kid-friendly. Whereas with Mike and Charles, everybody just aspired to be like him. And the competitive nature, I think, made one brother want to you know, beat another brother's uh, butt in something. You know, yeah. it, it's just a little different. And, you know, that's a good point. You said that because I look at, you know, I watch football more, and I see, like, you know, they have these players that are like, uh, one of the kids, they doing something for cancer or leukemia or something. 
I'm like, they never did that before. They didn't even care about it, you know? Uh-huh. And now you see them doing that, and, and that is true. And I seen all those commercials last night. It's like they're trying to make the media or everybody like these guys now, make them family, you know. But uh-huh. is that selling a false advertisement? I mean, cause did you hear that one time they said all Shaq commercials have been false? You don't really, you know, you ever heard that? <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. No, I, I, I've not heard of that, but what's happened is, uh, you know, it's it's the purse, it's the money. Uh, you know, uh, once a guy, once there's a niche that is found where money can be made, it's going to be exploited somewhere down the road. Uh, again, the thing that caught my eye yesterday uh, on the commercials was, and I go back saying the same thing. Uh, you know, it was very, it was a very kid-friendly commercial with LeBron and D-Wade and those guys. When it was Michael Jordan, or, or even ten years ago, that was a commercial with Kevin Garnett. He was playing against uh, Tim Duncan. Then the next thing you know, he was playing against the entire neighborhood. I saw a commercial with LeBron where he was jogging with the neighborhood and doing exercises with everybody. You know what I mean? It's a different, it's a very different way of selling, you know? Right. Very different way of selling. <laughs> I agree. I we can talk about that. I know what you're saying. We can even get real down into that one. But uh, when Kobe, if Kobe do come back, when he come back, you say come back. You know, the Lakers, you, know, you hear all these reports, they're playing good without Kobe. There ain't no fight and argue who gets the ball. Do you think that would change that? What? Do I think that'll change? When uh, Kobe yeah, come back. Change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to change. But I think, um, I think, Kobe is good enough to an experienced enough player to be a facilitator. I remember when Michael Jordan said that, uh, you know, towards his latter years with the Bulls, he saw himself as a facility man. He just plugs into where it needs to be fitted. Because because um, Kobe's basketball IQ is so high, he can kind of pick, and he's such a great score, he can kind of pick and choose and uh, when, he, when he can get his points. Now, you know, there's going to be some nights, of course, where he has better games than others. But but uh, it's not like a, an emerging star that's struggling to uh, to make an identity for himself. Everybody knows Kobe's going to shoot the ball. <laughs> Everybody knows that he's going to get uh, the, the – the, if it's, it's a call, uh, the referee's going to more than likely give it to Kobe as opposed to somebody else. So, you know, well – Will it change? Yeah, it'll change a little bit, but it's nothing that I don't think the team can rally around, and it's certainly nothing that uh, Kobe can't, uh, you know, adjust to. Do you think Kobe has changed? Because you see him in the interview, and, you know, he, I know he already reports that the team played better without him, and, you know, they, everybody get a shot. You know, you think Kobe will change and say, you know what, I know I'm about to retire. Go and let them, I'll just pass the ball and do it? Or do you think it'll be the regular Kobe, 20, 30 shots? I think he will. I think he will do what's needed because the ball is being shared right now and you have to look at what type of defense and and how they approached that game last night. And uh, there were a lot of young players on there. Uh, we'll see what happens once a little bit of mileage has accompanied the season because uh, de- uh, defensive reports come out, and the guys with you know three or four moves in their arsenal 
will be won't have the the liberty that they had once before. Whereas you got somebody like Kobe, who's got, gosh, he's got an armada of moves, you know. So that and and that's what kind of sets him apart from everybody else. So we'll see what happens as the season progresses. Progresses. And 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 do you think this will be Kobe last year, Red? No, I don't. No. Simply because you know a lot of a lot of what was on the news last year was where is he on the all-time scoring list, and he crept, you know, from 15 to 14 to 13, and I think in the back of his mind, he wants to end uh, pretty high on that scoring list. So you think he'll go another one or two? Yeah. That's that's a lot of years, 20-some years on your body, Reg, isn't it? That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years, you know, and... And uh, it's going to have repercussions somewhere down the road. You know, I was looking at the. I'm sure you you know about the Brett Favre thing when he made the comment the other day about he can't remember what um, uh, his, his his daughter's last soccer game. Uh, you know, we're talking about two different things with you know uh, the concussions compared to what the, the wear and tear on the knees, but results of deteriorating parts in your body still remain. Whether you're talking about brain, knees, spine, waist, hips, or whatever. So will it take its toll? Yeah, but while he's in the limelight, I think he's going to enjoy his time and enjoy it and and soak it and wring it out as much as he can. Uh, and and um, you know, so he'll 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 do what every coach tells all of us players. When you were playing, I think some coach at some point, although I wasn't there, told you to leave it on the field because I know there were coaches who told me to leave it on the court, and right. he'll leave it on the court. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break, Reds. We'll come back, we're going to talk about the Clippers, then we're going to talk about the Miami and, and um, Bulls. But I want to let you know, when we come back, I got one question that uh, actually I met a young kid last night, and he asked me. I'm going to have you on next week, but he wanted to listen to the show, and he wanted to, um, me to ask you a question because he wanted to do a chance. So we'll be right back with um, James and uh, Reddy Slater. We'll be right back, right, Red? Yes, sir. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving that, Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my guest Reggie. Reggie Slater, you say Reggie? Feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. Yeah. I want the reason I said I wanted you on next week because I wanted more games for us to talk about. That's why I can. But you know, I got a spoke with a young man named Eric Johnson. He's the number one player Simeon in basketball, and we got Ooh, to talk wow. it and um listen to my show and every he loves you to say you okay. know. But he wanted me to uh, ask you. I said like, call in. He's like a little nervous, but he didn't know about the high school rules if you would call in and be on the show. You know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But um, he was—he wanted to ask you that, like he said, he's the best player, and sometimes the the players on his team feel like you know uh, jealous of him, and they put him out there and seem like they're trying to get him hurt, or when you know he want to make the last basket win the game, you know the coach want him, they um, kind of you know don't want him doing it. He say, how do how do he different from that? That he say he really don't want to play with them no more. You know he just wants them to lose. You know, but. He wants you to tell him what can he do, and do he still think that he's the best on the team? Well, here's the deal. Great players make the players around them better. Uh, if those guys are jealous because you're putting in more time, if you're putting more, more, more uh, detail into your craft, instead of being jealous, they should probably try to emulate you, and you should perhaps invite them to do what you're doing to become a better player. The reason you're being afforded the, the, the availability to take the last shot and the coach puts his trust in you is because you're showing promise and I'm sure you're showing um, the skills and what it takes to get to that next level. Now, if these other guys want to want to sacrifice, you know, talking to the girls and sacrifice, hanging out with the fellas and putting in some work, because all this is reflective uh, of when you get older. All this is reflective of what you get older. You get out of it what you put in it. And so when you're in the workplace, and the real world is pretty darn competitive, uh, they, they, you won't have the time, nor will whoever's under you, to be jealous. They've got to either emulate and catch up or be lost. So this is a chance for Eric, he said his name is, Yes. 
to 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 grow, to grow and hone his leadership skills. Show them why they need to get better. Don't slow down a notch. I would I would insist that they catch up. So that's what I would say to him. That is a challenge. Hey guys, you, uh, you know the guys are jealous. Hey, come up here and get an extra fifty shots in with me. Get an extra hundred shots in here with me. Hey, we finished practice. Let's go do these stairs. Let's do, let's do five reps. It's going to help us in the end. You lead through leadership, not just talk, but through leadership. And once they see you making that sacrifice, they can't help but become intoxicated by your dedication, by your, by your passion and love. That is what people follow. And that if if, if you're if, if you're in that position, lead. And leading means making sacrifices and doing those things that they are not yet willing to do. You know, he was talking to me, uh, Reg, and maybe you could talk to him. Uh, he said um, he's almost to the point where he's like, I'm just going to get mine and think of myself. I said, then he's not a team player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Because, uh, and, and this person's in high school? Yeah. Yeah, college year. coaches are going to see that man. That's going to be a black mark. That's going to be something they're going to say, well, this, he doesn't work well with others. Or he, he, he lacks the ability to make the people around him better. You know, you have got to challenge your guys around you. You can't be frustrated with them because of their lack of talent. Why? Because what they can't do on the offensive end, perhaps they can make up on the defensive end. you got to continually push them because your talent isn't their talent and vice versa. you got to... There's no one person stronger than the collective whole. And even if you are head and shoulders above that team as far as talent, you can't guard an entire other squad. So you have got to you got to get your stuff together, man. If, if you're that better offensively, you need to get somebody you know, to, to get some extra shots with you. If you're that good defensively that you can guard five other guys and shut them down, <laughs> then you're then you're an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say he in class and his mom Bev, you know, single parent, so she listens. Um, so she'll she'll sit down with him tonight and listen to the show. Yeah, Thanks, man, man, just challenge it. Challenge your guys to get better. Challenge them to get better. Challenge them, man to man. Challenge them to get better. Don't give up on them. They won't give up on you, man, because people follow strong leadership. They don't want to follow any weak leadership. They want to follow a guy that knows what he's doing. How do we know he knows what he's doing? Because he's out there putting in extra work. He's out there talking to us. He's not ignoring us. He wants us to assimilate into his mind thought process. He wants us to assimilate to aspire to be something better than what we are. That's leadership, man. People follow that. I'm glad you said that, Rich. I want to talk about the Christopher. Before we talk about that, I, I, I want someone you said... Um, you know, Ira Iverson retired today. Ira Iverson had a problem with practice. He didn't practice hard. Do you think that took a toll on him now, or could he have been more better for your practice? Because people say practice makes perfect, right? Well, yeah. But then you hear another coach saying that um, they didn't want them to play hard practice. They want them to be there for the game. Which is, which is the right answer? Well, which one of those... The coaches, you have to you have to start weighing the pros and cons, and the ones that say practice uh, leads to being perfect. How many championships and rings do they have compared to the guys that say, "Well, we don't want to practice because we don't want to wear our guys out." 
And now you so have they, the answer right there. So you saying if they win the championships, they ain't practicing hard. That's okay. Uh, I say I say that you have to be smart. You know, it's yeah. not an, it's not an instant of the strongest will survive. What you have to do nowadays is the smartest will survive. So mm-hmm. you have to have intense practices. They don't have to be two hours, three hours, but they have to have some level of intensity that will prepare these kids or these players for when the game comes. Because that is, you're unprepared if you, if you don't condition and train your body. I mean, if, 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 uh, if there's a certain player that needs time off, give them a little bit of time off. But you still have to be smart about it because if that player is not conditioned to the, 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 the sudden stops, to the bumps and bruises that you'll acquire normally in a game, his shots and shots that he would normally make, he won't be able to make because he hasn't been prepared for it. Mm. So you have to I, used to, about it. I used to see, you know, when we were, I mean, I know football is different than basketball, and all, but, you know, after the game on Sunday, Monday, you'd be in, like, walk through, you know, trying to get people's body and heal. Tuesday, Wednesday, you really put pass on, but you used to see the star players like Randall Cunningham, Mike Quick, and, you know, Chris Cunningham just, not practicing, you know, and I'm like, man, are they getting special treatment because they're the best players? But like you say, some people body, you know. Well, here's the deal. Um, I played with a couple of guys, and even when I was on teams that we didn't practice much, they would do, <coughs> I'm sorry, they would practice, train, get on the treadmill, work out prior to anybody even coming into the room. Yeah. Before anybody, because they didn't need that attention to have, you know, there's, there's a difference between a self-starter and a hand-cranker or a stick-shift car and an automatic car. Some of these guys know that in order to compete, they, they need to, again, you have to do what the other guys aren't doing or aren't willing to do. So even if they're hurt, I'm, I guarantee you, those guys are doing some type of bicycle work or some type of resistance work or something that kept them in good shape, something that kept them in a position and prepared so that when the lights came on, they were ready to go. It's not very. It's very few athletes that can just turn it on and off without preparing. So you know, even though they may not have been on the field getting contact, I'm sure those guys are still in the weight room getting their squats in, getting their reps in, seeing a trainer, private or something, but something that got them going. Yeah, I mean, is, is that what Dennis Rodman did, um, Reggie? Den- Dennis was oh, hard. Dennis. I mean, Dennis was just Dennis was um. Now, I've heard stories of dentists coming into the gym at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, just crazy stuff like that. Uh, just worked out continually. Uh, you know, uh, he used to work out. I mean, he just worked out all the time. You know, I, I played with Oakley, and, uh, Charles Oakley, and, and he was not the most athletic guy I, I've ever played with. But he was one of the guys I would see three hours before practice started running four or five miles on the treadmill before practice even started. Uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, I remember playing against Kobe when he was younger. And, um, man, he would be out there in pregame. I was wondering if he was going to play because I was thinking to myself, there's no way he can expend this much energy <laughs> jumping, practicing, shooting, sweating like a dog, and then go out there and play another 40 minutes? No way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
I mean, it's, it's, I mean, different people, I think everybody's body is a little different and you have to be careful with it, but there's, you still have to do your repetitions. You have to, you have to, muscle memorization, you have to get your body ready. I'm laughing, um, Red my you because, uh, friend of mine from France to listen to the show, Tara, like, <laughs> James, I'm going to stop listening to your show. You know, ask Red a question, please. <laughs> oh, that girl's crazy. You don't know. Ask Red if he married. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, I'm married. <laughs> Who asked that? <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, Tara, she lives in France. Um, oh, okay. He used to live in Arizona. Uh, she took. Yeah. <laughs> she always, she always sent me emails. Great show, great show. You know, she always kept sending that over and over. Actually, ready to be married. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, her time is different. So, like twelve in the morning, she'll call me. Like it's four o'clock. You know, that's New Year. You know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So it's just that's funny. She sent me that. Yeah, I'm gonna stop listening to your show if you don't ask Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm married, man, with four kids. Uh, got a kid in college right now. So, you know, there for a little while. <laughs> All right, what we're going to do is take a break, and then we're going to be back, Red. we got to talk about that Bulls and on Miami game at zero. So this is Jay Love and Reggie Slater. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. Like Red say, we're loving that sports talk, right, Red? Love, loving it, man. Just love it, man. <laughs> like to sit down south. Love it, man. <laughs> well, good, Red. I want to thank you for answering my guest questions. He said another one, man. Thanks. I'm still going to listen to the show, Red. I can't wait to midnight at night. He'll be calling me, but that's good to have our listeners. You know, we like to answer their questions. And uh-huh. I want to tell all the listeners that every time you own the show, Reg, my emails blow up. It's ridiculous. It's crazy, but that is great, you know? Uh, hopefully I say something that's uh, interesting, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, uh-huh. this is just my perspective on a whole bunch of things. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's like stuff from, you know, what you know, like, I'm glad it was on there that I took that. You know what I'm saying? It's all positive. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's all good, man. That's awesome. But, you know, uh, we're going to get to talk about the Bulls. But first, I want to get to talk about those Clippers. What's going on with them? I mean, like last year, they still said this great team when they got Chris Paul and, you know, they got um, Griffin. I mean, just, just seeing all of they, they just lack the, either, I don't know if it's talent or just like the um, emotion on the court. I mean, they get blown up by the Lakers. You think <laughs> it's, just, it's just over with for them? Well, no, no, I don't. Um, you know, I think that they have a lot of talent. Man, I think they have a lot of talent. I think what they have in Doc Rivers is a coach, and I think Doc is a tried and proven leader. It's just a matter of getting those egos corralled and everybody on the same page. Um, you, know, it, you know, I think a lot of these guys are used to doing it their own way. And I think the coaches they had last year gave them parameters that sometimes the guys went outside of, but it's okay. I think Doc is a lot more stringent. Uh, I think he's a lot more structured. And it's going to take a little while, uh, process for these guys to learn what they can and cannot do. And in the end, I think they'll be a pretty good team. They've got the talent. You think they'll come out of that, that division over there? I mean, you know, you got. Um, you know, the Lakers ain't going to be all that great. You know, well, I think that, I don't know, but do you think the Clippers can, this will be their year? I think, I think the Clippers will be an upper echelon team when it's all said and done. I, I really do. They got one of the best point, point guards, uh, in the league. They've got a, man, I, they're big man. I can't remember, Adonis or something like that. I can't remember his name. The center. I mean, this guy does so much with his athleticism, uh, uh, on the offensive boards and 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 and, and, and uh, altering shots on the defensive end, got some really good guards. You got Blake Griffin. I mean, they got some really good pieces to that puzzle. It's just a matter of getting those puzzle pieces in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I want to make a, a comment like you know when Chris Carter with the Eagles with a buddy Ryan said all he ever do is just catch touchdowns and uh, you know he can't do nothing else. Then when he went to Minnesota. You know, he was all-around receiver, great receiver, Hall of Fame. But Blake Griffin, all they say, all he do is dunk. Can his game change? Would Doc River do that to where he can make him just a guy that dunks the ball, Red? Or is that all he is? It's going to have to change because as he gets older, 
his game is going to have to change. I mean, if you remember Michael Jordan when he first came out, he was dunking on everybody. And he had a decent shot. Uh, but as he got older and Father Time started taking a little bit more of his athleticism, he had to develop other skills uh, if he wanted to stay on top. The same thing is going to happen to Blake Griffin. I think he is such an outstanding talent, and he is so explosive and exciting to see that when he dunks and catches alley-oops and tip-in dunks, that takes a lot of the headline. But in order for him to evolve, truly evolve, he's got to really work on his post-game. He's got to work on that mid-range jumper and continue to elevate his skills. So you think, yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't want to say this as, as as being down on him, but you know, sometimes player games don't you know change, and then they end up the team getting rid of them. Don't they? Don't that happen, Rich? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's gonna. I mean, I guarantee management uh, wants him to get better. I mean, every team wants their players to get better, and the players should too because it makes it more valuable on the open market. Um, but again, I think sometimes we all get stuck in a rut and we get comfortable and we say, well, you know. I averaged 18 points last season. That's pretty good doing what I've been doing for years. Well, what's going to happen is I think your body's going to change a little bit. Uh, defenses are going to adjust. And that 17 will go to 15, which will go to 8. to go, you know. So you always want to, again, there's always room to improve and grow. And he's, such a, he's still young and, and, again, very exciting. He's got a lot of, a lot of growth, potential growth in the future. Reg, I want to throw a trick question at you. Brooklyn Nets, they got Pierce, KJ. Is that team going to be some or are they too old? Uh, man, you know what? I'm going to tell you that they're going to be competitive, better than competitive, because even though they are old, I think they're smart. Uh, and this goes, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about uh, uh, Griffin, you know, relying on the same old thing. I think Kevin more athletic years are behind them, as well as Paul's. And what they've done is they've learned to win games uh, by being smart. And they played with each other enough number of years. If, if you look at uh, the Celtics' um, uh, history, when Kevin and Paul were on that team, I know they're now with Brooklyn, but they did a lot of games, game seven. I mean, they were grinding it out. They are not going to be like, you know, younger teams, less experienced teams will get spiked out and be like, you know, we, I know we, we suck, you know, when things get down. They continually bounce back. They are very resilient. I think they're very mentally tough, and it is hard to beat somebody that is mentally tough, that is seasoned, and that are still hungry. So I think they're going to, they're, they, they're going to surprise some people. Hey, Rez, can you tell the listeners, like, one guy that you played against that was a popular, that's been in the league a long time, and how is his game different from you being a young guy when you, you was on the court with him? Who? I mean, he, uh, an older guy that you played with that you could think of, you know, and, like, when he was on the court with you, did he, like, play slower? He wasn't rushing? You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Well, uh, this, well, I, 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 you make me think of Oakland. Uh, and the reason you made me think of him is, is this, and it goes back to a couple of things you said earlier. Uh, Charles Oakley, when I, uh, when I played with him in Toronto, he had been the heart and soul of the Knicks for a number of years. He was not the most athletic. He was not the leading scorer, but he was the guy that was somewhat of the enforcer. He was the guy, the no-nonsense guy, that was getting things done. 
And I remember when I uh, showed up, you know, just before training camp, we'd go out and we'd play together. And, and this guy was going 100 miles an hour, and he was older back then. He was in his early 30s. And he was still diving on the floor, hustling to get rebounds, and playing as hard then as he would in a playoff game. And that there let me know that this guy, I mean, it was a habit with him. He was a, he was a consummate professional that would always come out there and give you 100% and expected 100% from his teammates. <laughs> Young or old? <laughs> oh, wow. I remember him when he played. I used to see him diving on the floor too, Red. I was like, God, that guy diving like that, you know? I do. When I, when I played with him the first time, I was like, uh, he knows this is a pickup game, right? There's uh-huh. nobody in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But he was cementing his identity even then, you know? Was, it, was he, did he teach you a lot, though? I mean, like you say, he was dying, but did he teach you, like, I mean, you know? Well, he again, leaders lead by example, and I think Charles was a leader in the in in in, in the respect in in the fact that uh, he was always prepared. He was always prepared, man. I mean, even even if we had a two hour practice, he get there a little early and make sure that his body was ready. Um, I mean, I think he 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 was he was a good a good leader, a good person too. So, so basically, you're saying they have a leader don't have to say much. You just watch them, and that's what you can. You know, am, I, am I right? A leader is somebody that inspires you to want to be like them because he's leading the way. So you know, by him going out there, and if I normally take a hundred shots and I'm done, and I'm seeing this guy that's seven years older than me that's taking three hundred shots compared to my one hundred shots. And he's still going out there hitting the treadmill, and I can see the rewards of him doing that because his 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 uh, resume reflects that. Dude, I got to pick my game up. He has now changed my train of thought. He is now someone that I want to emulate. Therefore, I'm following him, and that makes him a leader. So, no, it's not somebody that necessarily goes out there with the pretty vocals, but it's somebody that inspires you to follow them in their actions or their point of view or their way of doing something. I heard that a lot too, Red. You hear that right on the spot because everybody was talking about, you know, like a Tom Brady. He's not real vocal, but he's out there winning games and showing the young guys where to play and go. And that's a leader. He ain't got to be vocal, yeah. just like what you said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you know that saying: "Don't talk about it, be about it." That's mm-hmm. a point to inspire people. But 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 at some point, you gotta have, you gotta get the the people that are around you into the mindset that they, they don't have to be hand-cranked. They know they should be self-starters, but all they need to know is the direction to go. Well, Tom Brady to show you the direction to well, go. That's what we'll do. Take yeah. a little break. We'll come back. We talk about the Bulls and those heat. You know, I'm going to okay. ask all right. question. All right. Do the heat going to run by or is Derek on the road? We'll be right back <laughs> with James and Reds with Loving That Sports Talk, Reds. Loving it. Internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Dan Loving, my guest. Loving That Sports Talk. Ready, Red? Yeah, my thing. All right, we got it. I'm loving that thing. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So our first one is Miami Heat just blew out the um, Bulls. You know, it was a run, but my question to you is: Can Miami keep continue that? And is this that you just run through everybody? Well, I, here's the deal. I don't know if they ran through them. They did beat them by double digits, <laughs> but it was. I think that lead shrank. And then um, they expand a little bit at the end, but 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 I have to take my head off to Miami. They're uh, they're beating the pack in my mind right now. I mean, they 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 arguably have the best player who is probably somewhere around in his prime. Uh, he he's he's doing a great job of of you know as we said earlier, being a utility player. He only he finished last night with seventeen points. You talk about a guy that could probably score thirty some odd points regularly with no problem, but his will to win and to get the players around him better, which is what I was talking about when we were referencing that young kid, uh, that high school kid, is something that 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 is that works. Because when you get the whole team in on it and start believing on it, believing in it, then there's nothing that you can't accomplish. So they're going to be real tough to beat. I mean, I, I know there's a little psychological battle that's been going on early on between Boston, a 
I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets and um, and uh, and Miami. Uh, I'll, you know, we'll see if anything happens with that. You know, obviously these guys are kind of trying to cerebrally position themselves. Uh, you know, for, for the next time that they meet. Uh, you know, saying one guy needs an apology or deserves an apology, and you just worry about your team and so on and so forth. But um, you know, the only thing I think that could stop the Heat at this point is the Heat. Uh, but, you know, the way they're going right now, it's, it's looking, it'll be looking really tough for somebody to try to stop them. I thought the Heat was, uh, had a problem. I think they escaped by Bosch being a center last year. I think they escaped that one. I think they noticed that. But then they went out and picked up Greg Odom. Is that going to be the answer for the center's problem? Because you think uh, Indiana just threw Bosch around. A big center he can't handle. What What's going to be the answer for that, Red? Uh, some toughen up meat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he see that? I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Greg Oden is another big body, certainly, uh, that has had his list of injuries that has been well documented through the years. But, uh, what we see is, 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 is uh, Miami giving a guy a chance and an opportunity to assimilate to that mindset that, that, that Dwayne, Dwayne Wade and LeBron have so well, I think, with that group, you know, that everybody believes in themselves uh, and, and, they, and they give 100% out there on that court. So, I mean, I told everybody, too, Greg Oldham's not the key, but now you're left back with Bosch. How, I mean, you you know how teams seen last year that, you know, with a big center, that, I mean, the guy from Indiana just tore him apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you see how teams make adjustments. They're going to be like, okay, let's go at Boss with a big guy. Is that going to hurt Miami? I think they'll always hurt up Miami. Uh, we'll see if Greg Oldman is able to assist these guys and help so that that, uh, that fault in the defensive line, defensive um, scheme won't be so noticeable. But, uh, I mean, I think he will help if nothing else. Well, uh, the main thing was a big night for Derrick Rose. You know, he's been killing it in the preseason and looked like a new Derrick Rose. Last night, <laughs> was it just Miami defense or was that just Derrick Rose just finally, you know, what do you think that was? I mean, last night, I think, um, man, you know, Miami has a really good defense. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's the first game. So, it's, it's, you know, Let's let's give it a number of games before we we make a decision on a final decision on something. Uh, everybody's like, hey, twenty six preseason, you know, and I, and I kind of like what you said for first game, but you know, I mean, twelve points. You would think that you know his jump shot went on, or you know, you just think just because it was the first night, he knew everybody, even the president said, "Welcome back, Derrick Rose." You think the pressure? Is that the pressure? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. It might have been, and that will correct itself over a period of time. And, you know, that will correct itself over a period of time. And I look at the Bulls, too, Reg. I don't know, I mean, if I often watch them, but I just think they need to get something more of a, another score than a Carlos Buja or Lua Dang. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. Hold on one second.
You know what yeah, they're, they're definitely, Well, they they have embraced. You know the the the, the, the fad that's been going on in, in the NBA the past eight nine years is the big three. You know it was. Um, you know, it, it, it didn't start with uh, with with uh, with, with um, Boston, but it was certainly the media kind of blew it up. Um, you know, yeah, the big three was them, and the next big three was the Boston people. I'm sorry, the the, the Miami people, and there have been several big threes incarnations um, over a period of time. But 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 uh, I think uh, uh, Chicago has embraced more of. Uh, a, a group, uh, an old school, um, you know, uh, uh, not the three, but an entire team. So, you know, so that everybody has a chance to to contribute and, and is held accountable. Well, Rez, only got two minutes left. I want to read you this email I got a text to from uh, Eric Ma. He said, Reggie, I really want to thank you for your uh, kind words. I will sit down with Eric tonight and I'm listening to the show. And we'll love to hear from you again. Thanks again. Hey, I want to tell that moms to, uh, you know, thank you for listening. I wish your son nothing but the best um, and that he continue to strive and demand that his guys around him strive for the best. And that's that's how he's going to grow as a leader, as a person, as a citizen, and as a basketball player. You know, that was makes the show great. I mean, you know, if I could get emails like that, and you know, like somebody listening, a mom could get a word to their kids, and that's what we want to do. Is that that's that's a great show, Red. Oh, that hey, that's awesome, man. Hey, and that and that's what it's all about. And that's why I love sports so much, man, because it conditions you and gets you ready for life. You know, because you know, you know, and I know that the shelf life of most most athletes is, is pretty darn short. You know, most kids, you know, they might play in middle school and that's it, high school and that's it, college if you're lucky, and in the very rare instance that the guys make it to the pros. What what I think successful people have done is they have captured everything that, that helped them in in, in 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 getting to their highest uh, level and move that on to, to life lessons because you're going to work with a group. And you're going to have your weakest links and you have your strongest links. And you're going to have, in order to get things accomplished, you're going to have to work with these people. And you're going to have to push them. And you're going to have to get them to buy in, if you're a leader, to what, what the grand scheme of things are, is. So it's just like a game. It's just like a football game or a basketball game. It's just getting your people around you prepared. And if you're going to do big things, you're going to have to have strong people around you because there's going to be times when the leaders sometimes fall down. Well, who's going to pick up the ball when he's down? That is why you have to surround yourself by, with strong people. Well, Rex, I want to thank you again. Great show. And if you will, I'm available next week. Love to have you back on. Talk about Absolutely. the light. Thanks again, Rex. Thank you. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. See you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.